0: To the Believe Podcast: A conversation between friends over a passage of Scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten, and I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 113. We're we'll right along, cruising through the Gospels. Yes. Today we are gonna talk about a couple miracles, as well as our friend John the Baptist Absolutely. pops in again. Absolutely.
1: So, so, question for you: Okay, for whom would you not hesitate to give blood to help them help them live, help them survive? Would you not hesitate? I'm not talking about the ones you would hesitate over. Yeah. I'm sure there are a few of those.
0: I... I... Well, just about anybody, I think. I mean, if we're talking about like in a... Oh, wow. Okay. I I mean, I don't have issues with needles, so that part's <laughs> I, not... challenged. Now, I will... So as far as like laying down my life, I feel what first popped in my head, our daughter Caitlin just had ACL surgery. So I did have to play nurse for her okay. for about 10 days, which... I very much wanted to do, but there were times when it did get a little trying, <laughs> and I thought, okay, if I have to change these ice packs, I was like, okay, you can do this or adjust this pillow, and you know all of the things that keeping track Hope of the Caitlin medications. Caitlin is hearing. I know well, <laughs> and you know Caitlin that I I love you dearly, and I did want to do it, but there are times yeah, yeah. that even that was challenging.
1: Yeah, you know, and and again, I I, I totally agree. There's probably Obviously, I would start with family members. Yeah, family members who need it need it blood. If I if I match, then absolutely, uh, I am I am good with that. And you know, but for I have to admit that individuals who, if there's a known enemy, mm. I, and I want to be like Jesus, I really do want to be like Jesus. The way you're looking at me now, it's like sorry. <laughs>
0: <I'm-> <laughs>
1: I would probably hesitate just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh but I eventually I probably would give because this this is this is our responsibility as followers of Jesus to be able to save lives and and um and so I hope people don't think like weirdly <laughs> of me now. <laughs> it's not very it's You a, you asked the question. I did. So. I did ask the question. <laughs> so well, why are we talking about this? Well, well we we see in these two at least two episodes where Jesus shows deep compassion, because that's Mm -hmm. what, that's really what we're talking about. If you're giving blood to someone, helping someone, um, you know, survive, you're showing compassion. And, and Jesus shows compassion in two episodes and that actually leads to, um, a resulting question from John the Baptist, um, disciples. And so, um, so we, we see two families, that Jesus shows compassion to. And the first one is a centurion. His his servant is sick and, and he comes to Jesus. What do we see in this passage?
0: Yeah. So this is in both Matthew 8 and Luke 7. And um, this centurion sends um, some people to Jesus to say, please help. Yeah. Which remember, a centurion is a Roman official. So this is not a Jew. This is somebody with high authority himself. And he is asking for Jesus' help. I think it's very interesting that he, even as a powerful official, has come to the end of his rope. Like Mm. there's nothing he can do. Um, So out of desperation, Mm -hmm. he asks for Jesus' help. Um, And... And Jesus is impressed with that. Hmm. I mean, he is impressed that because, so Jesus starts coming and then the centurion says, nope, you don't need to come. I know you could just say the words and my servant would be healed, which that is what really impresses Jesus is his faith. Um, And I think it impresses the point that it is our faith That Jesus was impressed by. He was not impressed that this guy was a Roman. He wouldn't have been impressed if he was a Jew, but it was his faith uh, and his belief that Jesus could do something in this situation that was what... um, Jesus notice it, takes yeah. note of.
1: He he recognizes Jesus' authority and power. He commends this man's faith, the fact that he's a Gentile. And um, and Jesus actually says, You have mega faith. That's really what the what the word is, mm-hmm. great faith. You have mega faith. And um, and then Jesus says, I, I've not seen faith like this in all of Israel. And to the point where he says, Hey, I, I know you're I know that you're a uh, you're a high-end authority, but you're going to have a seat at the table, not because of who you are, but because of your great faith. And as I as I read this passage, man, I'm I I want to have that kind of faith mm-hmm. where I can trust that God's word will do the work. And um, it doesn't have to be with bells and whistles that I can trust him and I can trust his word and that for him to just simply speak the word and he can heal, speak the word and... You know, oh, habits are broken. Speak the word and lives are changed. And so I want to have that kind of faith that this man had. And uh, and he kind of, he kind of just, you know, kind of reveals my own underbelly of doubt and and maybe even a level of faithlessness. And yet this man gives us a great, great example of what it means to faith in in in, in Jesus. The interesting thing is at this point, I believe that. It doesn't say it, but I believe that this man, who is a Gentile, now said, I, like, I really do trust this person as Messiah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have the history of the Jews as Messiah, as, you know, that the Messiah is coming. But his faith was so deep in Jesus. His faith was so, um, like, like no, I trust you. Uh, I have to believe that this man had a... An, an inkling after he heard a little bit more about Jesus that, yeah, I believe that Jesus is the Messiah and I can place my faith, not just my faith, not just faith for the healing of my servant, but the faith that I need for my life, placing it in his hands. So, uh, so I I love this. I love this story. And, and, and yet there's another Mm -hmm. story that we see. So
0: immediately following this in Luke, we see um, Jesus and his, disciples are walking along and a funeral procession essentially passes by. One interesting note between these two scenes, I think, is that the uh, the centurion asks for Jesus's help. Yeah. And in this situation, he just jumps in. Nobody asks him. Nobody asks, yeah. But it is a widow whose only son that has passed away. So in that culture, this woman has nothing. Yeah, yeah. She... She has no one to care for her. Um, she has no rights. So she is in, she too is in a desperate sp- situation, unlike the centurion who had all kinds of power yeah. and re- had had no yeah. um, needed intervention from Jesus. This woman has nothing. She is very aware of her desperation. Um, and Jesus reaches out, well, engages with her by raising her son back to life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is, you know, again, we, we see this amazing compassion that Jesus has for both these individuals. Mm-hmm. One is, as you mentioned, one is very powerful. One is not. Um, one is probably known. The other is not. And so we see the wide range of Jesus's compassion for all people, mm-hmm. um, for those in power and those who are not. And everybody in between. So if you've ever, ever wondered um, if if Jesus loves you, has will have compassion on you or that you maybe wondered that, man, my sins are too great or I don't know enough. Just throw that out of the window, because we see in these two stories the wide range of Jesus's compassion. Um, He blesses and touches the powerful as well. Uh, as those who are not and so uh so I love this about um about Jesus. Now these miracles um are great and these two plus others it causes a little um stirring in John the Baptist's disciples. Mm-hmm. And so they see all of these things happening and so John the Baptist is in prison at this point. Um and and um and they see all of this they go to John the Baptist while he's in prison and say hey listen all of this stuff is happening people are being healed and the dead are being raised and so what should we do about this and Jesus response is what
0: yeah i love that Jesus shows compassion here too yeah yeah i mean he doesn't scold John and say oh for crying out loud we you know what you know i'm the messiah why are you getting all right, concerned right. about this he doesn't do that at all yeah. he is very compassionate as well, and just um, it can gently reminds th- this. This think about yes, what you have been seeing, what you have been hearing, it is fulfilling. You can trust that I am who you believe I am to yeah, be. Yeah,
1: yeah, he gives. He gives. Uh, he answers with, you know, the messianic evidence. You know, even earlier in Luke, mm-hmm. Jesus um, in Luke four. Um, you know, when Jesus reads from Isaiah and he's, he's reading, you know, the poor are taken care of and the blind are, you know, they receive their sight. So Jesus does, he gives this list of things and now he shares the evidence again. Hey, tell, tell them that all of these things are happening. And Jesus didn't come out and actually say, I'm the Messiah, but he says these evidences will show up when the messiah shows up. And so in essence Jesus is saying, yeah, you you know the answer to that question, mm-hmm. John. And um and and so John is stuck in prison and and yet, you know, he could, you know, just just throw me something, Jesus, let me know, you know, help me to get out of here and or something along those lines. And so we we see uh, we see John not actually saying that, but he's just trying to figure out what's happening here. And Jesus, in fact, in fact, tells him that yeah, the Messiah is here because you see the evidence mm-hmm. of um, of his presence.
0: Yeah, and I do appreciate that Jesus Jesus is compassion, and it also shows us that God can handle our doubts and questions. Yeah, like those, that is normal. Yeah, we there is a lot we don't understand. Um, at the prayer retreat a few weeks ago. I loved that, uh, Elliot Daniels shared that we all have a point of view. Like I'm looking at a situation from, you know, my point of view, you have a different point of view, you have a different point of view, but God has the whole view. Yeah. I love that. I thought that was so insightful. I definitely, that has stuck with me. And I think that connects here too. Like. We have a point of view. God knows we're only seeing a little bit of the situation. We don't understand how it fits in all of time and what's coming up ahead. And so He can handle our doubts and questions. He He recognizes, yep, they're they're just uh, finite creatures who only understand <laughs> right, a little right, bit. Right. So He can handle it, yeah, and He is yeah. compassionate towards yeah, us.
1: Absolutely. One of the things I love. Uh, another thing that I love here is Jesus could have gotten John out of prison. But he gave John something more than freedom from prison. And that is uh a commendation that there is no greater prophet. Mm-hmm. There is no greater, um, yeah, no greater prophet than John uh the Baptist. And so, so he gave John the highest compliment that anyone could receive. And it's coming from the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so, so I love the fact that he um, you know, got, you know, again, he has the whole view, but what he could have done he could have uh he could have rescued john out of prison but i think he gave john something even greater than his freedom and that is now through the annals of time john is recognized as one of the greatest prophets and one of the greatest forerunners um in uh in history and so we so i love the fact that jesus compliments him in that way mm-hmm. and um, just like he complimented the the, the Centurion uh the Centurion that your great your faith is great and here we see another commendation of Jesus saying John um you're a great man
0: yeah so yeah yeah um what can we believe about God ourselves and others from these scenes yeah here?
1: I, I think I love the fact um we can we can truly believe that, uh, that God shows compassion to a wide range of people, mm-hmm. not just for a certain group of people, but literally the most powerful, the least powerful, um, and everyone in between, those who are children and those who are adults, uh, those who are doubting and those who have a solid faith. Um, and so I love the fact that that he gives us this range and we can believe that he is compassionate to all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree with that, and yeah, I yeah. and also, I mean, in addition to that, or another angle of that is that I think it's interesting. Um, both of these miracles the healing and raising from the dead um, Jesus doesn't actually interact with the person who receives the miracle. Oh, ah, very good, yeah, very so good insight. We can. And we, we know that we pray for our family members, our loved ones who are sick, who are in need. And Jesus has compassion in that. Like we, uh, when we come on behalf of other people, so his compassion extends not just to us, but to those we care about.
1: That's really good.
0: Um, And then as far as myself and others, I do think because of his compassion towards, towards me, it does make me that much more comfortable in coming to him with my doubts, with my questions, with my needs with my concerns and he can handle all of it. Yeah. yeah. He can handle all of it.
1: I love it. Great conversation. Great, great insight. Great conversation around these two, um, I think phenomenal miracles and even the questions that come out of it Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how Jesus responds and he responds with a great deal of compassion. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, friends, for joining us. If you are listening to this in real time, when these episodes come out, you know that Christmas is coming. So we are going to take a couple weeks break. If you are not listening in real time, well, then you've got some time to catch up (laughs) or go back and listen to another episode again or the ones that you skipped over. Um, We'll be taking a little time off for Christmas and then we'll join you back again in the new year.